welcome to the Wilder Outdoors podcast, where you'll get the inspiration and information you need to have great outdoor adventures with your family. I'm Rob, your host. Let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. Today, I'll share with you how I solved a serious problem as a dad, and that's how to get my kids fishing in a way that they and I love. Now, before we do that, do me a favor and subscribe to this podcast. And if at the end you like it, please give it a good review. And if you'd like resources to inspire your whole family to get out into the outdoors, then get our free resource, Essential Reading for Adventurous Families, at www.wilderoutdooracademy.com forward slash reading list, no spaces. Again, that's wilderoutdooracademy.com forward slash reading list. Growing up, I was very fortunate to be in a place with lots of outdoors. I grew up in southern Florida. Now, in terms of fishing, that meant I had lots of options. I could fish in the salt water with my family. We'd fish inland and we'd catch things like redfish and uh, trout. Or, when I was really young, I would fish in the freshwater lakes and canals near my house, catch all sorts of cool and crazy things that would find themselves in Florida's canals. So fishing was really important to me. It was important to my identity, and it was important to how I got outside. It was a key for me. As I got older, I started to love it for the food it could provide. But when we had kids, all of that changed. I couldn't just go out and spend a day fishing anymore. So for the last several years, I have been trying to solve this problem, and that is how do I get my kids fishing in a way that we both enjoy? Now, I've tried fishing using a bobber and a a split shot, which many of you may have done with your kids. It's kind of the classic way. You get these red and white bobbers, and you put a little weight on the end, and you put a hook and a worm, and they'll catch tiny panfish. I don't like this for a few reasons. First, with kids my kids' age, what usually winds up happening is we do what's called gut hooking the fish. It's hard for them to know when they need to reel in. And so we wind up needlessly killing fish, oftentimes so small that we can't eat them. The second reason I personally don't like it is because I'm constantly rebaiting hooks, untying knots, retying knots. And at the end of the day, my kids were the only one that fished, which is great for them, but I don't enjoy it so much. So I've been looking for another way, and I found it through a local angler and conservationist. I saw him on a TV show and started following him on social media where he shares lots of his fishing methods. And one of them is designed specifically for rivers. Now I've tried fishing in rivers before, but haven't had a lot of success, mostly because there's a bunch of stuff in the river that your line gets caught on. It gets tangled. Your weights get stuck. And you wind up snapping your line every other cast. But I learned about something called the slinky weight. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But essentially, it's a weight that you put on your line that will carry your bait to the bottom, but that weight will not get stuck on anything. For those of you who are a little more savvy to fishing gear, all you have to do is tie a swivel, put the slinky weight above the swivel, and on your leader, just tie a circle hook. You can put a worm, a leech, whatever you'd like. Cast that into the river, and you just wait. I personally like to use ground rod holders, and that way we can bring our camping chairs and sit. Now, why is this great? First of all, from a fishing standpoint, we don't have any snags, so I'm not losing my line every, you know, every other cast. 
Also, because we're doing it at a river, our kids can play, which is awesome. And we happen to have kids that like finding stuff. And there are a few places better to find interesting things than a river. What's most important for me is that you can catch fish of all types and sizes with this. I'll tell you a story. Just this weekend, my second son caught his first walleye. I've only caught one walleye in my life, and it was by accident. But he caught his first one, and we did it on purpose. And you know how old he is? Four. My son is four years old, and he did great, and it was using this method. So here's a little bit of the backstory. My wife and I had already scouted some spots on the Mississippi River. The Mississippi runs through the heart of the Twin Cities. And so we were able to find a spot where we knew that our kids could be safe, where they could hunt for things, and where we could fish. Now what makes the Mississippi so special is that it's iconic. It's one of the longest rivers in the world, and it's, it's historic. It's captured the imagination of writers, poets, composers, most notably Mark Twain. But would you even believe that there's a tuba concerto written about the Mississippi? So Michelle and I scouted this spot on the Mississippi where we wanted to take our kids fishing. And we spent one of our date nights sort of troubleshooting how it could go, making sure we could get there safely and quickly and uh, get all of the things we needed down uh, to the river without any problems. So the next weekend, we loaded up the kids, loaded up our camping chairs, brought some sand toys and our fishing gear. We got down to the river. I put three rod holders in the ground with three poles using the slinky weight setup. And I said, Michael, you get this pole. Daniel, you get this pole. And Anna, you get this pole. So each kid knew which pole was theirs. And they went and played. They found fish bones. They found shells. They found cool rocks. At one point, Daniel actually accidentally reeled in a live clam that we used as part of our homeschooling curriculum the next day. But that night, our kids were out, and they were playing, they were exploring, having fun, and just towards the end of the night, our middle son's pole went tap, 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 tap. And we yelled, Daniel, you got a fish. He ran over, and all on his own, he reeled in his first walleye. He was so proud, he squealed. It was a great experience for everyone, and something that we will certainly do again, and something that you can do yourself. So, a few tips for uh, when you do this. Now, not everything went as well as we'd like, and we certainly learned. So here are some things we're going to do next time. We're going to use uh, bells on the rod tips, which you can get at Walmart in most places. Uh, most people would call them catfish bells, but you can tie a bell to the tip of your rod so that when a fish is biting your line, everyone hears it. So that's the first thing we'll do. We'd also like to find a place with a little less pollution where we can fish. Now, the Mississippi gets used by lots of different uh, people for lots of different things, and unfortunately that leads to a lot of waste. I think we can find a cleaner spot if we go further downriver. We look forward to exploring that. But um, I believe the next time we will look for a place a little further out of the city. Here's a hot tip for fishing in places where the fish aren't huge. Cut your worms in half. At first we started using full-on night crawlers, and what that does is that creates a bait that's so big it can't fit into a lot of fish's mouths. Or, if they bite it, they'll bite the part that your hook isn't in first. So, smaller bait might catch smaller fish, but you'll also get your hook in more fish's mouths. The last thing that I'm actually really excited about is to learn from the other anglers on the Mississippi. 
This was something I didn't expect, but there are many cultures that use rivers as part of their food source. And so in downtown Minneapolis, there are lots of different kinds of people or people from different places fishing on the Mississippi. And what's really cool is they all use different techniques. And so I look forward to meeting some of them and spending more time learning about the fishing styles that they have, the fish that they choose to keep, and how they prepare them. We met one guy on our trip, and I really look forward to meeting more. So that's it. The Slinky Weight solved my problem, and it can solve yours too. So I'll leave some links in the show notes to videos and resources where you can use the same setup to get your kids out on the river, having fun, and hopefully where everyone is enjoying fishing.